Hello from ABA Mid-Year Meeting 2018 in Vancouver, Canada. I'm Adriana Linares. I'm Colin Rule. And I'm John Stewart. And we're on the road with Legal Talk Network. You're here at the ABA meeting talking on at least one panel that I know of. Maybe there's something else you'll have to tell us. On developing and implementing court-annexed online dispute resolution. I know about that one. What else are you here talking about? Well, there's a lot of really interesting people here. And, uh, you know, they say at these conferences, the best conversations always happen in the hallways. So I've already had uh, three or four meetings that have made the trip worthwhile. But, yeah, the panel this afternoon is with my good friends Shannon Salter and Darren Thompson from the Ministry of Justice here in uh, British Columbia, because they're doing some really innovative things around ODR here in the courts. And for listeners who aren't really sure what ODR is, as the father and the brains and the beauty behind ODR, tell us a little bit about what that means. I don't know if I'm the father. I like to say I'm the redheaded stepchild of ODR. (laughs) The real father is uh, Professor Ethan Katch, who invented ODR kind of in the mid-80s. But ODR is online dispute resolution. It's the use of information and communications technologies to help people prevent, manage, and resolve their disputes. So there's a lot of exploration in the legal sector now about how we can bring online dispute resolution in to efficiently and effectively resolve disputes prior to getting to a formal court hearing. So you are or were in charge of a company called Modria? That's right. And recently, you can explain the acquisition or the process, but you were sold, bought, acquired... Sure. Assumed by Tyler Technologies. Can you tell us a little bit about that? I think that? All, those, all those words are uh, relevant to what happened with us. Yeah, so we're part of Tyler Technologies now. Um, I was the director of online dispute resolution at eBay and PayPal for eight years. And then I spun out Modria, a company in 2011. And uh, we built. And Modria a, stood for stands for something. Cool. Yeah, it does. It's well, my my marketing guys hate when I explain this, but it stands for Modular Online Dispute Resolution Implementation Assistance. It's brilliant. But I got the domain name for seven bucks, so <laughs> you know, I, I figured out what the initials meant later. Uh, but uh, but Modria is now we're no longer a company now that we've been acquired by Tyler. We are now a product. So Tyler has a wide variety of different products in the courts, courts and justice sector. A lot of people have heard of Odyssey and Guide and File. So now Modria is another product within the Tyler family. So um, we still have Modria as a freestanding platform, but it's also integrated into Odyssey so that it's easy to plug ODR into courts. Yeah, and so I was, that's what I was going to ask. What's the goal behind the marriage then as far as moving the technology into the court systems? And how, how's that going to happen? Where are you starting? Well, there's a lot of buzz these days about online dispute resolution. You know, the National Center for State Courts just put out a couple papers talking about promise and potential for ODR in the U.S. courts. Here in British Columbia, they launched the Civil Resolution Tribunal, which uses ODR to resolve low-dollar value uh, civil claims. The U.K. is building something called Her Majesty's Online Court, which is it's always use, about her, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. Isn't it? It's nice to have the queen come in and bless everything. But uh, so there's just a lot of experimentation around how can we better use technology. And again, ODR came out of e-commerce and came out of uh, big internet companies. So now we're taking that code base and we're integrating it into the courts to try and provide fast and fair resolutions uh, for citizens. And Colin and I had a little chance to talk before this uh, interview, and we were talking about how it could be useful in Florida, particularly. In uh, the small claims court, you know, there's a lot of consumer debt issues. We talked about landlord-tenant issues. Absolutely. And, and the biggest difficulty that Florida faces, which is probably not unique across the United States, is 
the 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 participants that are usually the defendants are often pro se, sure. having to get to the court system, having to take a day out of their lives. It's an intimidating process. They may have to pay for daycare, babysitters, pay for parking, and so the online dispute resolution process that could effectively work there could really provide not only access but solutions so that people can feel they participated in the process. And generally, we find that they're happy with the outcome just because they participated in the process. 100%. 100%. Yeah, you know, the ABA has been talking about how can we expand access to justice for years. And it's kind of hard to figure out how you're going to make the problem better when resources are being cut. I mean, in California, I think we've lost hundreds of millions of dollars out of the courts over the past, you know, four or five years. And the person that was doing that was Jerry Brown, you know, a former attorney general. So, you know, that money is probably not coming back. And the question is, how are we going to be able to continue to expand access to justice for citizens while at the same time looking at these constrained resources? So courts are really hamstrung by some of these developments, and ODR offers a lot of potential. You know, how is it that people rebalance their 401ks? How do they sign their kids up for summer camp? It's all through apps and websites. And when you go to the courts and they say, okay, you have a hearing date, it's out 120 days, and you have to show up in person at 2 p.m. on a Wednesday, and take time off work and sit there until your file gets called. You know, people say, what is this, 1982? You know, it's just not the way things work. Every cell phone should be a point of access to justice. And I think ODR has some lessons for how we can do that effectively, particularly for these low dollar value civil cases where there's high volumes. And you're right, a lot of people are self-represented litigants and, you know, they just need help walking through that process. And it also lends, I think, uh, the ability, depending upon, you know, how sophisticated or what type of integrations that, that you use, it allows the user not only to participate in the process, sure. you know, cost effectively, time effectively, but also conceivably allows them access to information so they can decide, do I have some defenses to this claim? That's right. Do, should I just work on, you know, payment arrangements if it happens to be consumer debt? So, I mean, the integrations that you can do add a lot of value to the consumer right. who can get information you know, right from the mobile app or the screen, whatever they're using. Well, a lot of what we're seeing is uh, the integration of ODR into these legal access portals. You know, Some of the legal service bureaus in particular, they're building websites that have helpful information for people when they're dealing with a family case or they're dealing with a landlord-tenant case. So if they go through that basic diagnosis process and it turns out mediation would be a good fit or uh, direct negotiation or... Um, even just a technology-facilitated negotiation where people can trade offers back and forth. Um, you can just click one button and immediately you're into the process. And, you know, especially for cases that are emotional, like workplace cases or family cases, sometimes giving people a little bit of distance through technology can help them be at their best. You know, if you're trying to figure out your co-parenting plan, doing that with a laptop on your lap, sitting in bed on a Saturday night with a glass of Merlot on the bedside <laughs> table is a little bit more attractive than... Right. You know, Wednesday at noon, sitting, sitting in a judge's conference, right. you know, room, looking at the person that you can't stand and you have to make a decision right then. So it, it really is a radical rethinking of how we can help parties get solutions that work best for them. Well, before we let you go, I'll ask you this last question. How are you finding that all the parties involved in, in integrating this sort of new and existing technology into the process are accepting it? Are the courts like, oh, please come as fast as you can? Yeah. Well, you know, it's interesting. We're doing a series of webinars uh, through Tyler for courts uh, talking about, you know, what are the big challenges in bringing ODR in? And change management is tough. Sure. You know, if you look at the industries that have been disrupted by technology, like medicine and all finance and entertainment, yeah, I mean, it's 
we used to have these trading floors. I remember I, I saw the movie uh, Trading Places, and they had the Chicago Mercantile Exchange where they're holding up pieces of paper and taking bids. Now all those places are empty because you have computers that are doing it you know, in milliseconds. So the change is going to be disruptive. There's no question about that. But there's opportunities in it, too. And it can help us live up to the objectives we've set for the justice system if we use these tools in a creative way. So I really want to hold people's hands and say, look, this is not... It's not threatening. It doesn't have to be threatening. This is an opportunity for us to expand access to justice in a way we haven't even been able to conceptualize for the last hundred years. So we need to work on it together. And a lot of that is is helping people wrap their brains around the changes that are coming and and find a new normal. So that's what that's what I want to help people do here. Well, Colin, you have such a great approach and attitude, and you're so friendly and are able to explain things in a way that is so understandable Shut by up, everyone. Andrea. I have no doubt you're going to do it. You're going to change the world, and we get to watch. Oh, sounds good. Sounds good. Well, I want to make sure and thank you both for taking time out of your busy schedules today. Uh, John Stewart, tell us a little bit, just real quick, how people can learn more about you, find, follow, friend you. I feel like we should you. have a moment of zen. We really should. We should. We should, yes. Well, <laughs> I'm, I'm actually the other John Stewart. Um, well, you can find me on Twitter. You know I love Twitter. At the underscore John Stewart. That is not ego-driven with the the, but someone else took my name before I could take my name. Um, or you can find me at the Florida Bar, RossWaySwan.com. I'm easy to find. You are easy to find. And congratulations on becoming the Florida-elect president, desi- president designate. You don't have to say it right. You just much, say it over and over. I just call you the president-in-waiting instead. That's, I, I'll pre- that, that 2019 is your big year. Colin, tell everyone how they can find, follow, friend, or stalk you on the Internet. Hmm, stalking, I don't have good <laughs> advice for that. But uh, if you go to tylertech.com slash Modria, you'll see all the information there, and you can even find links to our webinars. But uh, you can also find me at colin.rule at tylertech.com. Thank you so much. We also want to thank our listeners for tuning in. And if you like what you've heard today, please rate us on Apple Podcasts. We'll see you next time for another episode of On the Road with Legal Talk Network. If you'd like more information about what you've heard today, please visit LegalTalkNetwork.com. Subscribe via iTunes and RSS. Find us on Twitter and Facebook. Or download our free Legal Talk Network app in Google Play and iTunes. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer. Thank you.